Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Curry. And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money. Uh-huh. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. Man, after, after a great performance by the Virginia Tech Hokies, they went out there, they beat the number 10 team in the country, albeit it was North Carolina. It's been a lot of victory laps on the timeline. It's been a lot of hot takes and lies and truths and everything. We got all that for you, man. Drip, how you living, my boy? I'm doing great, man. After a win like that, I, I feel awesome. Uh, it's just looking down the schedule is kind of what I'm starting to do now after after celebrating the win. So yeah. excited, yeah, excited to excited yeah. to recap last week. But uh, you know, we got a, we got another game coming up this weekend on against Middle Tennessee. So we're gonna get to that later. But uh, super excited. Yeah, the funny thing about that is we've been celebrating so hard. I ain't even going to say we. It ain't been me. But a lot of people have been celebrating this shit so hard. You forget we got a goddamn game on Saturday. But uh, before we get started, y'all already know, Spotify Green Room It's a live audio only uh, sports talk platform. You can link your Twitter. You can join leagues. You can talk to athletes, insiders, Fake Adam Schefter's, real Adam Schefter's, it's all over there. Um, you, like I said, you can link Twitter, you can join leagues. All you fantasy people out there, all you fantasy football players, hopefully uh, NFL season starts to... Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Tomorrow. I hope y'all motherfuckers had a draft already. <laughs> and I hope y'all use Spotify Grid. If you if you draft tomorrow, that's if you draft tomorrow, that's crazy. If you listen to this on Thursday, the season starts today. That's crazy if y'all drafting. But hopefully, 
everything was done via Spotify Green Room. You can get it for free at the iOS app store. Yeah, anybody drafting tomorrow is fucking crazy. Like, I get it. You want to wait, get the preseason injuries and shit, but Jesus. <laughs> you play you play fantasy? Yeah, but I have a uh, I have a dynasty league. So it goes it goes every year and then we just we just draft uh the rookies every every year. So um that's pretty fun because then I, I feel like it's more of a build rather than like sometimes I do fantasy and then my star player gets injured and it's kind of a kind of sucks, kind of a wash here. So I think the the dynasty is a little more fun because it's a little more strategic. Yeah, you can't just fuck around and you can take more, move, yeah. You can take more risks too. Matter. Yeah. I played fantasy. Around. I only played fantasy one season. That was a I was in high school a long time ago. I was in a sports marketing class and we used to play fantasy. And they my teacher uh taught us how to play. I never played it again, but uh it, the draft was fun as shit because we we had the draft in the classroom and we had a commissioner. And he he had to read off all the picks and all that shit, and that yeah. was dope. But uh, drafts are always the probably the funnest part of the fantasy. The whole yeah, thing. The draft, the draft is the funnest part. The draft was lit because uh, everybody thinks their team is sweet afterwards. Everybody thinks they had the best right. team. Right. Shout out to Quan for drafting a quarterback first. Now I don't play a lot of <laughs> fantasy, but I fucking know you don't do that shit. Nope, you do not do that <laughs> shit. You do not do that shit. You got to get you an Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey or something. But, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> well, back in the days, Adrian Peterson. I remember Adrian Peterson was a fantasy god back in the days. Like Jamal Charles was a monster, too. Jamal Charles. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's running back. I know running backs don't got a lot of value in real life. But in fantasy, shit, let a running back get an ACL tear. Twitter act like somebody died. Yeah, no, it's true. Backs. You can, I mean, there's there's a solid like three receivers on every team that are viable, but then there's only like one running back a team that you can use. You know what I mean? And then some teams rotate running backs so much that you can't even really take one. Like it's kind of hard to pick a San Francisco running back because they rotate them so much, as opposed to like Derrick Henry's going to get the ball half the time they're on offense. Right. Yeah, when San Francisco, they don't rotate them motherfuckers just be hurt. They take times on the injured list. Yeah, it's facts. Virginia Tech, Friday night, September the 3rd. It was a, I don't want to say a historic night because we had to be top 10 teams before, but the North Carolina Tar Heels, led by Sam Howell, has been hopeful, walked into a buzzsaw. They lost the game 17 to 10. And um, it was a historic performance by the defense. Um, let me let me put some respect on the defense's name: Mamari Barno, of course, uh, Norrell Pollard, the, the DBs, Jermaine Waller, Jamari Connor, Amari um, Chapman, Amani Chapman. Hey, let me put some respect on Amani Chapman's name. Amani Chapman, if you listen to this podcast, I slandered you on this podcast before. I'm pretty sure if I haven't, <laughs> I did too. You got slandered on here, my boy, but we got to give you your praise. If not for if if not, you know, for life for last week, you showed up, my boy. You get a game ball. Uh Chamari Connor. I've slandered your ass against North Carolina. Thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> you get a you get a game. 
you get a game ball, my boy. Um, uh, uh, Dorian Strong. Dorian Strong, you get a game ball, my boy. Way to ball out. And last but not least, Amari Barno, the one person I've been lying about for two seasons. Amari Barno is, without a doubt, the best player on the defense. Yeah. You'll get a game ball. What's your take? What, what, uh, what's your take? This is kind of what I expected from this game. Uh, I had said that if Virginia Tech won, it'd be something like this, low scoring where the defense plays well. And uh, when we had the Suns on, they asked, what are we most excited for? And my answer to that was the defense and Justin Hamilton to see, you know, what they look like this year. And I thought, I don't think they could have played a better first game uh, for this season on defense. Um, one of the things that stood out to me, though, is I remember Virginia Tech struggling heavily against running quarterbacks. Uh, there was a lot right. of games where running quarterbacks would just take over and the defense wouldn't adjust. Um, one thing that I noticed is, Justin Hamilton put Amari Barno in sort of a spy position as soon as Sam Howell started running around and it just completely changed the game. I think like it it went from Sam Howell picking up yards on third down to not being able to do that and freaking out. And then I think that was probably one of the best calls that Justin Hamilton had was doing that. Um, I think Nasser Peoples played a great game as well. Shout out to him towards ACL last year, I think. And he came back. Um, I wasn't even expecting to see him because I thought it was going to be Tay Daly and Devin Hunter. Um, I thought Tay Daly played okay as well. I thought the the pass inter- pass interference for Tay Daly, I thought that was weak as hell. I don't think that was pass interference at all. Yeah, like he has a right to go get the ball too. Yeah, yeah, and I think he jumped it perfectly. I, I think that should have been a pick, if anything. Um, but I thought I thought it was a great game. I was I, the one thing I thought the game like when the game started. I felt like it was behind because we were watching tennis and then it cut straight into enter Sandman. And it was like late. Mm-hmm. There was no pregame. It was, it was weird from ESPN. I don't know why they did that whole like U S open shit beforehand. I thought that was terrible. Um, but it was awesome to see Virginia tech in all orange and beating North Carolina. Um, I think the offense needs some work, especially in the second half. But other than that, I think it was a great performance. It was a it was a legendary performance from for Jay Ham in the defense. And let's be clear, Jay Ham took a lot of bullets this offseason and his yeah. his job ain't done. This don't make him safe or money or Teflon or nothing like that. But he took a lot of heat in the offseason. There was that shit show of a day where he was on Twitter and he was yeah. He, he kind of came at the Frank administration to kind of defend the Fuente administration. And we all know what happened there, but for him to come out and, and let me be clear, he put his DBs in man coverage, not the zone shit we was doing last year. Yeah. But he put his DBs one-on-one coverage and he let his dogs hunt. And he said, Amari Barno, just don't just don't let Sam do no freaky shit outside the pocket. Because we had the pass rush all night. Now UNC has an offense similar to ours, but everything kind of goes off RPO. So a lot of times the quarterback can't hold the ball in his hands and that type of offense. It has to come out quickly. Right. So if the receivers aren't open, this is when you get these illegal man downfield calls and uh, you get these sacks because the the you got the uh offensive line in kind of a purgatory. Like they can't 
run block, but they can't sit back and pass pro either. They're just kind of eh. yeah, and they don't really know either because they're looking downfield. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I know I lost count of the illegal man downfield calls. They might have had three or four, maybe more than that. But um, yeah, I just think they. I think Jay Ham and and this defense had Sam Howell. He he had he second he was second guessing all night. He was yeah. second guessing. He was holding on to the ball. He was trying to do a little bit too much. And I, I don't know which analyst says this, but it happens to has been hopeful quarterbacks and has been hopeful running backs all the time. You cannot win the Hasman on one play. Mm-hmm. You gotta play, you gotta play the game within the game. Whatever made you a Hasman hopeful, do that. Because looking and looking and looking and holding the ball. Or if you're a running back, you're trying to bounce outside sometimes instead of getting the 10 yards or whatever that's there. I think a lot of people get caught up in their own hype. Not saying Sam Howell's overhyped. I think he, I think he was a great quarterback that we 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 confused him. Yeah, I and think he we, also we benefited for, from some of his like elite talent at receiver and running back over the past couple of years. And uh I gotta I gotta yeah. eat crow on that because I saw it. And I think I even said it on here that, oh, they've been recruiting. And, and Josh Downs. Josh Downs look good. Josh Downs is going to be special. But maybe the Bo Corrales loss was bigger than it was. You know, I kind of downplayed it. Like, ah, they got other receivers. But, uh, yeah. And I, I stand on what I said when I say that, we caught North Carolina at the perfect time because if we played them any other week, we probably lose by 30. But we got we caught them first. Lane Stadium, motherfuckers was deprived. They had her in the same man in two years. We was wearing orange. It was super fucking emotional. Yeah. The perfect place atmosphere. was going perfect atmosphere. It was the perfect storm. We've been saying this for months. Yeah, that they was walking into the perfect storm. That if it was any time we was we, we could beat them, it would have been week one. So, right. I, I this game I think is huge, and I think what it also does for Virginia Tech season is now when you look back to the UNC win, um, you know if UNC is still good and, and bounces back, which I think they will, it's going to be hard to see the Virginia to see Virginia Tech lose other games. Like if we if Virginia Tech loses to Boston College it's going to feel a whole lot worse because we know they can beat teams like North Carolina we know we they can play at that high level Um, so I think now all the expectations are exponentially higher because North Carolina was considered by many to be the best team on this schedule Uh, maybe outside of Notre Dame I guess that's to be determined but I still think Notre I still think North Carolina is going to end up being a better team than Notre Dame just because of their quarterback situation I think Jack Cohn really can't take for uh Notre Dame as far as Sam Howell can take UNC. So yeah, and Notre Dame plays UNC, so we're gonna see. Right. But uh let's talk about okay, so we talked about the defense, we praised the defense. Let's talk about what we didn't like or what we need to see improve going forward. Obviously, Braxton Burmeister had a good start to the game, but as as their defense made adjustments, the offense got a little conservative. We can go back and forth on play calling, but at the end of the day, 
Braxton Burmeister was eh, which we what we thought he was coming into the game. Uh you go. You what what did you see that needed to improve? Um, I thought the first half was great for the offense. I think the only part of the first half that could have been better was when they got the ball back with like two minutes remaining and a, okay. I think a couple timeouts and they could have pushed downfield and like tried to get more points, but they just played conservative, ran the ball and gave the ball back to Sam Howell. Um, luckily they didn't score on that drive that Sam Howell got the ball back, but I feel like that's a situation where you need to put like foot on the gas and try to get more points. So I wasn't a fan of that. Also, I think in the second half, I think Braxton Burmeister actually, I think he played fine. I think it was more of the offense just being so conservative. I think they changed the play calling to play. Like, you know, they were playing more defense on offense rather than attacking North Carolina, like they were doing the first couple drives. And I think that that kind of like prohibited what they could do. Um, I did think that Tavion Robinson stood out. I think he looks really good. Um, I might go out on a limb here and say I think he's our best receiver. Because um, he – I don't yeah. know. He's just he's just so dynamic, and he, he's really fast, really quick. Um, I like his game a lot. I think Jalen Holston played well. As he, I think he also played well. Um, Raheem Blackshear, though, he carried the ball 11 times for 16 yards for an average of 1.5 yards per carry. Uh, I think that needs to improve. But I think just the play calling, I, I really want it to be more uh, – I really want them to attack more rather than playing conservative when they get ahead, because I feel like if fans weren't there, if this was last year um, and obviously fans are always going to be there, but I feel like fans played a major part. And if you're playing at UNC or at another powerhouse, like you need to keep the momentum on offense rather than kind of just putting it just on your defense. Yeah. The plan not to lose shit. Like it works. It works now. What are you doing, bro? Like, Okay, so you plan not to lose. You're not scoring points. This game was begging for Sam Howe. Like the stage, everything was set up for Sam Howe to have a Heisman moment on the road. And fortunately, the defense kept making plays yeah, all was, the way to the end of the game. I was sweating because I, I thought Sam Howe was going to make one of those plays. And I just was I was just waiting but for it to happen. The game, Virginia Tech should have won by 20. They should have yeah. won this game going to miss field goals, like dumb shit, fumbles. Yeah. Fumble. Keyshawn Keyshawn King. King. <laughs> we'll never see you again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We've been advocating for Keyshawn King. At, like, dog, Keyshawn King fumbled uh, at the ODU game 2019. We never saw bro again. Two years later, damn near to the day, he fumbled against North Carolina. We probably might never see. Yeah, I'm just We might never see dive. bro again. Yeah, dog. Like, so that's a turnover. Just Braxton Burmeister had a dumb ass turnover. Just we kept giving them opportunities, but for some reason, the defense held it down. Like, right. I can't complain about the defense at all. Definitely. Yeah, um, I, I think they got to use James Mitchell more. I mean, I think he only got the ball like two or three times the whole game. Um, yeah, and the and the touchdown he caught that ball. I don't even think that ball was for him. <laughs> it might not have been. No. But a great catch, though. Great catch. Great catch. And he also had the play uh, in the flat where he hit, like, the, the deadest hit leg. <laughs> the stiff arm. That was the slowest stop slash. The, and they got two people to whiff. <laughs> uh, shout out to James Mitchell, man. Shout out to the – I don't like the, the name, the governor. Like, that's – I don't know where that came from, but uh, – hey. I think Pete Morris made that up. 
I, it was for the first time I heard it was on the broadcast. So I, maybe I was late to the party, but I didn't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Pete Morris. I think Pete Morris. Got, we got to give Pete Morris some credit, man. He got some shit popping. Yeah. Shout out yeah. Trey Turner for that. Uh, for that catch on the sideline. Shout out to Trey Turner, but Trey Turner, you dropped the touchdown, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> you trying to get drafted, bro? You can't be dropping them tutties on on hey, it's money year, bro. You can't be dropping them tuds on money year, bro. We, I'm rooting for you. Okay, come on the podcast, tell your story. But we rooting for you. But you can't be <laughs> dropping the money. You can't be dropping the money, dog. Um, yeah, but the the offense knows that they got to step it up. Uh, we're a run team, I would say, and 127 yards rushing as a team. And you're trying to run the ball. It ain't like we are air raid team. No bueno, man. I mean, no bueno. That shit ain't good, man. But uh, yeah. I, I think I got no complaints. Right. Great job. I mean, I think this is the perfect bounce back game for the offense. Uh, we're going to talk about the middle Tennessee game later. But um, I mean, I think this is set up to be OK. Well, we saw the defense be great. Now let's see the offense be great. Put it together. Yeah, I want to see him put it all together. But, you know, kudos. I want to put some respect on Justin Fuente's name. People think I hate the man. All that. I don't hate nobody, but um, he needed to win this game. Yeah. If 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 we had lost, I'd be on here cussing them out, calling them everything <laughs> for the child of Christ. I'd be I'd be on his ass. So it's only right that when he does, I'm a mirror. When you do well, I say you do well. But when you fuck up, I'm gonna say you fucked up. But uh. I want to put some respect on the coaching staff, uh, Ryan Smith. I want to put some respect on Ryan Smith's name. Uh, and and this is a if if we use this as a as a stepping stone as a building block, it can be the beginning to something more. Yes. What we, what we cannot do, and we'll get into this shit later, is follow it up with another seventeen to ten win this week. <laughs> yeah. That you know, be getting be ranked with number 19 in the country. I knew we would be 19. That's always the safest place to put Virginia Tech. 19. You don't know, <laughs> you know, you motherfuckers ain't really elite, but 19. We always 19. So yeah, we're ranked now, and nothing is more bad or worse than a ranked Virginia Tech team. Jesus Christ, against a team that they supposed to win, those be the worst Virginia Tech <laughs> yeah. teams. We get that's into why, all that shit. Yeah, that's why I'm Man. nervous for this West Virginia game in two weeks. Right. Now I'm a little – now, I'm like, I wouldn't be as nervous for the West Virginia game if we lost. Now I'm, like, real nervous for the West Virginia game. Right, because Fuente is the man with his back against the wall. When he's oh, corner, yeah. Oh, he, oh, he coming out swinging. But yeah, because that offense under scripted plays was fucking awesome, those first couple drives. Right. I don't know what kind of hardcore drugs he does. <laughs> Man, I, I don't know what kind of drugs Fuente do, but he probably gets high, locks his stuff in a room, and he gets to creating and scripting and all that. That's when he at his best. It's when he comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's when that motherfucker get comfortable. It's when I get bothered. But shout out to the Hokies. Shout out to Justin Fuente. Shout out to all the all the people that went out, that showed up, showed out, wore orange, 
and they was lit and hype and they loved it and man motherfuckers was crying and everything. <laughs> this was per this game was personal for a lot of people for a yeah. lot of different reasons. This was a this was a this was personal for a lot of people. Man, I want to shout out everybody that showed out. Yeah. All the we had a lot, we had players on the sidelines. Uh uh I saw Terrell Edmonds. I don't know if Tremaine came. I think Tremaine, Tremaine was Edmonds. there too. Okay, so Edmonds brothers and uh, the shout out uh Don V Friday's alum, Calp Knowledge, Darius Redman was in the building. Um Juice, Juice was there. Juice, Juice Herbert was there. I think I saw Ricky Walker in the picture. I might I might not. Um it was Christian Darso was there too, I believe. Darisaw was in the building. Uh of course Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith is at every game, but he was there. Um dope environment. I heard it was recruits in the building, so just shout outs. Uh it's 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 definitely better to come on here. It's easier to come on here and praise the team than shit on the team. I'm willing to do both. <laughs> but oh yeah, that's the difference between Dumpy Fridays and a lot of other platforms. We'll get on this bitch and we'll air some shit out. You know, we'll do it. But it's better to come on here and give praise and give flowers though. Yep. The weekend's any better closing, too. Any closing. Oh yeah, the weekend was dope because our shit was out the way. Yeah. <laughs> And we got to watch everybody else. But any closing thoughts on UNC before we recap our picks and week one action? Yeah, just, uh, I mean, the last thing I got is shout out Jamari Connor for game-winning interception wearing number 25. That was pretty cool, that too. So That was also the shout out Jamari Connor. Jamari Connor had, de- he had demons to exercise. And yeah, Dad's Newsom won't play him. But that man had UNC demons he needed to exercise because two years ago he was getting his ass routed up and cooked up all night by Daz Newsom in a game that we won, by the way. We won that game in yeah. fucking 20 overtimes. And then <laughs> last year he was on his way to getting cooked up. I think he got routed up twice and then he targeted Sam Howell while he was sliding and got, you know, thrown out the game. Changed the targeting rules. Like we need modified targeting rules, throwing kids out the game. For like hitting a, a sliding QB, we we can get into targeting later. But uh, he got thrown out for targeting. So shout out to Mark Connor mm-hmm. and catching the game winning interception after looking like food in the last two UNC games. And he also had that tackle on Josh Downs that saved the touchdown. Yeah. So so yeah, get your Mark Connor a game ball if I ain't give him one earlier. Week one action. We started off Ohio State versus Minnesota. Ohio State was two touchdown favorites, I, I, I believe. They won the game by two touchdowns, exactly. Um, Travion Henderson from, from 804 Virginia had a fucking swing pass. It looked like he ran that bitch 90 miles an hour. Yep. Uh, C.J. Stroud kind of struggled, but still put the numbers up. Chris Olave is probably the best receiver in the country. Or one of yeah, and Garrett Wilson's uh, the second. And Garrett Wilson's the second or one of. Um sh- prayers to Muhammad uh Ibrahim uh out for the season. Had yeah. a Achilles, it looked like an Achilles pop or some shit. It looked like Kevin Durant shit. But he was killing Ohio State before he had his injury. Uh the rest of the game goes sack strip fumble. 
the game is over pretty much after Abraham goes down and they get that scoop and score. Mm-hmm. You called it. You said, oh, you said Ohio State would beat the shit out of Minnesota, but they would at least cover. They didn't beat the shit out of them, but what were your thoughts of that game? Uh, I think it was kind of like, in terms of when we talk about Virginia Tech having the perfect storm against North Carolina, everything lining up, I think it was also the same thing for Minnesota. I think they had all their all-black uniforms at home versus a, a big team. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud's first start, like if they were going to take off Ohio State, it was going to be that game, right? But it just didn't happen the way it happened for Virginia Tech, and they just, in fact, they just lost. So um, I think C.J. Stroud looked kind of bad in the first half. He had that terrible interception where Chris Olave was wide open, probably would have scored a touchdown, and they threw it like way behind and um, just kept Minnesota in the game. But I think as Ohio State settled in, they started using some play action, pulling out guards to protect TJ Stroud. And then they were just bombing it all over Minnesota. So um, second half, they started pulling away. I don't, I think it was just close in that beginning half of the game. I think Muhammad Ibrahim kept it close, but it kind of sucks that he's out now. Um, But that was probably Minnesota's biggest game of the season. Right. Um, Like I say, Ohio state covers, they play Oregon. This week, we're going to talk about that in a few. Same spread, too. Same spread against Oregon that they had against Minnesota. Same spread. Uh, Fox Big Noon kickoff. Uh, We're going to be talking about that in a little bit. You also called – I got to put some respect on your name. (laughs) You said Charlotte would beat Duke. Not, uh, you know, Duke wouldn't cover the spread. I think Duke was favored by six points or some shit. You said Charlotte would upset Duke, and and I said it's fucking crazy for a P five school to go on the road at G five, little brother. Yep. And Charlotte beat Duke. I even though I said that shit was stupid, I said Duke would win and cover. They did not. I was just wrong. <laughs> you got this one completely right. Um, it now was it because it was Duke? Or was it because it was Charlotte? Because I didn't watch one snap of that game. But did you have a hunch because Duke I just think, some shit? Yeah, or? I think it was more Duke's just some shit more than Charlotte is going to do anything. But shout out Charlotte. They were uh, they celebrated pretty well, and uh, they, played a, they played a really good game too. It was going back and forth, and they stuck it out and, and won the game. First, I think it's their first Power 5 win as a program, which is huge for them. But I think if it's going to come to any at anyone, it's going to come against Duke um, or a Kansas. Right. But – uh, I like or we Virginia talked Tech. about, yeah, or, <laughs> or Virginia Tech. If they were in Virginia, it would be Virginia Tech. Uh, but yeah, going to going on the road to in state little brother like that to start the year as a team Crazy. that's bad like Duke is just a recipe for disaster. And I don't know, I just thought, I just thought it would happen. Um, so shout out, shout out Charlotte for that. But Duke is Duke's in some scary hours right now. I, I think Duke might only win like two or three games this year, if that. And hopefully it's hopefully <laughs> it's not against Virginia Tech. <laughs> not a, that shit better be a stat game. Yeah. Alabama beat the shit out of Miami. I don't even think the, we was trying to name how bad it was. It was only 44. It was only 44 to 13. It could have been much worse. <laughs> Nick Saban called the dogs off pretty much. They were playing backups in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, we don't got to talk about that game too much. All I want to say about this game, obviously, Alabama covered, beat the shit out of Miami, is those type of losses. Alabama does this. Our friend, our good friend Ricky, 
Dumpy Fridays alone. Okay, had a stat in the Nick Saban era. Every team that played Alabama the first week, and you know Alabama does a lot of Chick Fil A kickoffs and yep. you know neutral site games. They don't really start with cupcakes. They normally do a non big non conference game. No team, mind you, they beat everybody. <laughs> they beat everybody. Let's get that out the way. <laughs> Undefeated in the Nick Saban era, um, but no team would go on to win a conference, a national championship, or a New Year's Six Bowl. That mean that includes Virginia Tech twice, obviously. Uh, they beat the shit out of USC one year. It's Miami team. They slaughtered they Duke. Slaughtered Duke one year. Uh, Louisville. They normally, they normally like to punch up on ACC teams, but I think they had a couple openers against Penn State. Whoever their victim is week one on a neutral field or whatever, that team normally goes on to not win their conference, not win a natty, not win a New Year's Six Bowl. And for those who want to stay, because somebody's going to do it. Virginia Tech won the Chick-fil-A Bowl, which is now the Peach Bowl. The Peach Bowl, Chick-fil-A Bowl, it was not considered a elite bowl. It was the under, it was a second tier bowl. When we won the Chick-fil-A Bowl against Tennessee, that was a New Year's Eve bowl. It wasn't on New Year's Day. It wasn't in January. So, mm-hmm. Don't nobody try to fucking well actually me. You would look dumb as hell. That'd be celebrating like. Yeah, stay off. Stay off their Tennessee. schedule. Yeah, Tennessee, like celebrating Tennessee. Mind you, that was a decent win. Eric Berry was on that team. But that was not a New Year's Six Bowl. That was the Chick-fil-A Bowl. So don't do that. Yep. Tulane versus Oklahoma. I think we both had Oklahoma crushing Tulane. Tulane was misplaced and misguided and Hurricane Ida. And the game was re re uh re not rescheduled but relocated uh, relocated and Oklahoma almost lost. <laughs> yeah, not a good starting week for uh, the Heisman hopeful quarterbacks Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell. I think Rattler played a much better game than Howell, but uh, Oklahoma yes. just Oklahoma was supposed to have this revamped defense that was going to be great and help them now win a natty and that was a terrible opening game for them to let up 35 points also Tulane was in prime position to make a comeback and win that game and they got stopped like half an inch short of a first down on fourth down so that could have been way worse for Oklahoma it could have been way 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 worse (laughs) um this is a game which was also a toss-up Georgia versus Clemson you had Georgia I had Clemson Clemson loses 10 to 3. No offensive touchdowns in this game. Yep. What's your take? Uh it was I don't know. I I I think this game is a win for Georgia. I think Georgia's defense is probably one of the best in the nation, right by Alabama's. Um, I think DJ was kind of uh, I think he was some shit. I think he was just struggling in the pocket. And the one pick that he threw was against it was against like an all out blitz and uh, he threw like, he didn't even like audible the play through right into a slant route. And like those type of plays, if he would have just waited a half second longer, that's probably a touchdown rather than interception. So it was just a bad game for him. I think Clemson probably still ends up making the playoffs. They probably steamroll everybody else in the ACC, but um, I think Georgia's defense is insane though. Yeah. Georgia's defense was 
on one all night. But Clemson's defense, I've been hearing a lot about Georgia's defense, but Clemson's defense, they also didn't give up no touchdown either. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, that's facts. Uh, Clemson's defense, uh, I think Brian Brissett got hurt. Um, I don't know what his status is going forward. That'll be a huge loss. That's one of the best D, D linemen in the country. Yeah, but, I thought um, going into that game, Brian Brissett was the best player on the field. Right. But um, Clemson, Clemson ain't dead in the water. They've dropped to number six. But only thing this loss does to Clemson, I think if Clemson beat Georgia, everybody in the ACC could have been happy. Like, okay, we can yeah. catch these little. It's over with for the ACC. If anybody in the ACC think they're they getting a win off Clemson, that shit is dead now. Yeah, and that's back-to-back. Clemson back has ACC. to beat everybody by 30, 40 points. Yeah, and that's back-to-back Clemson losses to SEC teams. Or wait, no, they they lost to Ohio State, was it, last year. So uh, back-to-back big games that they just lost. And Clemson's offensive line also looks pretty bad as well. Um, they definitely struggled uh, against Georgia mm-hmm. and Ohio they, State. Yeah, uh, they, Clemson doesn't turn out offensive linemen like the Ohio State, Alabama, Georgias do. And Clemson's right. up in that tier along with them, but – it, I think the offensive line is starting to become a problem for Clemson, and it might it might hinder them if if they drop a game. If they drop a game in the future, it might yeah. be because of their offensive line. All right, but we don't got to worry about that. I don't even got Clemson scheduled in front of me, but trust and believe you me, they're gonna be dropping eighty on everybody else. Yeah, including the coastal champion, whoever that may be. Another close game that was basically a a toss up. Penn State versus Wisconsin. You had Wisconsin. I had Penn State. Penn State pulled it off. Um, huge win for James Franklin and company. I do even take Steve Clifford and boys on the road. It's something about Wisconsin quarterback play that's always stinky. Yep. <laughs> Outside this, of Russell Wilson, of course. Yeah, and he and this was supposed to be their best quarterback that they've had recently. I mean, he's been getting all the right. hype. Uh and this is his year three, and you're supposed to, like, make a jump in Wisconsin's system in year three as a quarterback, and that it just didn't happen. Also, his mistakes were, like, the worst mistakes at the worst time. He had, like, three fumbles, and they were on handoffs to the running back. And, like, how do you right. how do you fumble handoffs as a Wisconsin quarterback? That's, that's all you do. That's, like, 90% of what you do is hand off the ball. That's the job. That is the job. But, uh, yeah, Penn State got it. Penn State got it done for me. I wasn't a complete liar this weekend. Some of my shit was on for it. <laughs> Speaking of lies, UCLA beat LSU by 11 points. That was a lie for me. I thought I thought you I thought LSU was gonna slaughter UCLA, honestly. Um UCLA won in a weird way, too. They were running the ball most of the game. Running the ball. Zach Charbonnet had like 170. Zach Charbonnet yards. was. E and Zach Charbonnet might be the Khalil Herbert of the transfer portal for, for this year because he has – you know what's crazy about Zach Charbonnet? He don't even fit Chip – you know, when you no, think he Chip doesn't. Kelly, you thinking, you know, pinball running backs, you know, small, speedy running backs that hit the hole and go and get 80 yards to carry. But uh, Zach Charbonnet is kind of like a Khalil Herbert type back, like a zone yeah. scheme back. A, a little taller. Back taller um great vision knows his cutbacks uh shout out to zach charbonnet but um 
Also, can we talk about how uh, Zach Charbonnet looked mediocre at Michigan and Chris Evans was completely useless at Michigan, and now Chris Evans is, like, looking awesome in the NFL and Zach Charbonnet transfers and looks great. So I think something might be up with Michigan running back. So you starting the dialogue on Harbaugh? Uh, Maybe not Harbaugh, but uh, I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm not an offensive coach. Yeah, you you are right. Not a Michigan fan. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. You start, hey, start the dialogue on his ass. It, I mean, I was a 49er fan that, you know, Harbaugh used to be my coach, but he moved on with his life, you know. Well, but hopefully they beat the coach shit out of o. Washington this week, or else that's going to look out, pretty bad. Shout out to Coach O. Uh, he, he said something about a sissy blue shirt, and nobody got out, nobody got outraged. Nobody got outraged about the sissy blue shirt. Uh, <laughs> coach O is going to be this generation's Gene Chizik to win a natty and get his ass fired about two years later. Um, I think the magic is definitely about to wear off. They're about to be like, all right, bro, uh, K-ass. Yeah. Especially, it'd be funny if he gets fired this week because he's playing uh, McNeese State and his son is the co- is the quarterback. So if his yeah, son gets gosh. him fired, that would be hilarious. That would be poetry in motion. Uh, Texas, I called this one. I said Texas would dominate the Raging Cajuns. Um, I had Texas as well, yeah. Texas was going to dominate the Raging Cajuns because no matter what, how great people might think Louisiana Raging Cajuns really is, Texas is built different. Texas is one of those teams like Miami, uh, where, like, even when they're down, they got more talent than the G5 and the, a lot of other schools. Now, obviously, playing Bama, Miami looked like a high school team. Yeah. But Miami has the talent to, whether it's at, Miami plays App State this week. Miami's going to beat the shit out of App State. Like, people might think App State's a good program, decent program, all this shit. It's different. Those teams always have the talent. Sometimes the culture might be fucked up. Sometimes the coaching might be fucked up. It'd be different reasons, but they right. always got when they're mo- when the teams like that are motivated, they can beat up on G5, even the best G5. Um yeah, B. John and, Robinson looked great too. Right. Definitely had over 100 yards and things of that nature. And the the game that everybody was watching Sunday night. Notre Dame versus Florida State. I think I had Notre Dame. I think I said it was going to beat the shit out of Florida State. I don't remember what the spread was, but I said, whatever it is, take Notre Dame. It was that game was That game was a classic. Um, Jack Cone got the numbers, but Jack Cone looked mid. Uh, I agree. I think I don't think his I don't think he I don't know I I think most of his passes were like one read and his receivers were making plays I I don't know if he can sustain that type of play I don't think he can sustain it either um, a lot of people would go with cheering for Mackenzie Milton obviously he came off the horrific injury uh, shout outs to him but uh, Florida State could not you know pull it out I think I think about it. End of the game, people were rooting for Florida State because at the beginning of the game, I was reading Twitter and a lot of people were just getting jokes off. Oh, Florida State looked like some shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the fuck is Norvell doing? But by the by the 
fourth quarter, it was like, you know what? These motherfuckers can do it. And, and it's funny <laughs> to see people, it's funny to see people root for Florida State as like a little engine that could team. Like yeah, I, yeah. I can't even fathom that shit. I grew up in the 90s where Florida State was family. Like they were Thanos. Like, oh my God, sick of these motherfuckers. And now to see people. It come full circle and people are cheering Florida State like, oh, you can do it. <laughs> and it, it's just funny how life yeah. is. I think a lot of yeah. that was for the Mackenzie Milton stuff because he came back. He came That's in true. when they were down 18 and, and brought him back. That is true. And um, I said this. I ain't, Hey, I'm going to bring up my last. I'm going to bring up my truths. When we did the all ACC team, I did say Mackenzie Milton is going to end up being at least the fourth best, which means that would make him honorable mention or ACC. I did say that. Uh, somebody pulled the tape. <laughs> um, and Louisville, I did not even watch more than one quarter of this game. Louisville game. versus Ole Miss. Uh, Lane Kiffin had the clap. He did not have COVID. Lane Kiffin got the clap for <laughs> gonorrhea, whatever the case may be. He couldn't coach the game. He was at the same whole house that fucking Hugh Freeze, you know, set up in Tampa, caught the clap, could not coach the game in Atlanta. Um, Matt Corral looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Like, that offense yeah, is facts. deadly. It's deadly. But um, I think we both had Louisville getting their ass kicked. Uh, Louisville's not a good team. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Corral ends up in the first round next year's draft class. Right. That's I mean, like he he very well could, and he looks like top two quarterback. I think I put him and Bryce Bryce Young in the same tier in, in the SEC. Um, he's just so he's so good, and he he can get out of the pocket. He makes every throw. So uh, right, and he they're gonna be fun to watch. So, that offense looked so efficient. Yeah, it looked it looked, and I only watched like a half of it before I was like, okay, you don't need something else to do. But from what I watched, they just looked. Like everybody runs no huddle, like right. Everybody runs no huddle. Everybody runs these up tempo offenses, but they shit just looked efficient. Yeah, it looks smooth. Like it looks, looks so smooth. smooth. Like like he been doing this shit his whole life. <laughs> yeah. Running that offense. Yeah, and and Louisville looked equally as bad as they look good on Louisville offense. Is some shit. Louisville is some absolute shit. Garbage. That's why the game is was it, hard to watch. You could watch Ole Miss on offense all day, but then right. Louisville gets the ball, and it's so bad that it was just unwatchable. It looked ass. Uh, your guys, not Western Michigan, Central Michigan, played Mizzou. They didn't really get killed. No, they were they were in it for a while. Uh, it was tied fourteen to fourteen for a minute, and then Mizzou started to kind of pull away, but. Uh, yeah, man. Central, they played pretty well. I'm going to the game this weekend. They play Robert Morris. Probably going to beat the living shit out of Robert Morris. But uh, Mizzou, that's more, Mizzou probably is one of the worst teams in the SEC, though. So it's not saying a whole lot. Yeah, but it's still a team in the SEC. Yeah. And Mizzou is a football team. Like it ain't Vanderbilt where they're in the SEC for academic purposes and they just happen to be. Mizzou still gets, you know, D1 caliber, you know, P5 caliber players. They're flipping off fucking players. Yeah. So while Mizzou might not be one of the best in the SEC, they still get SEC caliber players. Might not be the elites, but 
They got they one of ours. Definitely <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, they, they got Xavier. They got Xavier Simmons. <laughs> they flip our shit. So shout out to Mizzou. Oh, uh, is there any other guy? I think we said I think we picked Western Michigan to get the ass kicked by regular Michigan. Oh, the one thing I one game I do want to bring up that I, we we didn't talk about this one, but uh Washington lost against Montana and nobody saw it either. Uh I didn't right. like hear about it till Sunday. And now Washington is going to Michigan on in, and that's the big night game for this week. So right. Way to you know, way to uh way to sh- Fuck up week two. Yeah, they lost, <laughs> and they lost thirteen to seven. Like, how do you only put up seven points against an FCS team? Seven points versus FCS. That's why Chris Peterson got the fuck out of there. <laughs> he said, "You know what, my my health is too bad to watch." Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This. Yep. And, and, and Washington normally got a nice little team, but... Yeah, they were right. speed of breaks. Them speed of breaks. Let's move on. Before we get into week two and Middle Tennessee State, Spotify Green Room. Once again, Spotify Green Room. And also, uh, sportsdrink.org. The, the website is live. It ain't just Don V Fridays over there. It's <laughs> dozens of other shows. It's live shows. Uh, like I said, I got a profile over there. You can find every episode of Don V Fridays over there. Uh, sportsdrink.org. Shout out to my dog Andrew. But uh, Spotify Green Room is a live audio only sports talk platform. You can talk to athletes, uh, insiders, fans. People don't want to be fans no more, everybody want to be inside of these days. But it's fans over there too, talking, hosting mm-hmm. rooms. Uh, you can link your Twitter, you can join leagues. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's I'm pretty sure there's gonna be betting rooms going up. NFL starts the day you're listening to this Thursday. Uh so yeah, all my all my betters, all my gamblers, Spotify Green Room, pretty sure they're gonna be talking that money talking there. Um and it's it's dope. It's dope. So download Spotify Green Room, iOS store. Week two college football. Um Obviously, the, the 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 slate isn't explosive. Yeah, slate as, uh, in week two is always kind of bad. <laughs> the slate in week two, you get a lot more cupcake matchups. You don't get as many big big matchups like week one. Week one is like the the window. Like, okay, we gotta put the titties on the glass. Week one, <laughs> and then and then week two, 
it's kind of like when you lock up and your girl come visit you and they want to, you know, put the titties on the glass. But then, you know, by the third visit, you know, they already plotting their escape. They talking about leaving you and shit. That's week two. <laughs> it's, it's when your girl tired of visiting you in jail. But the <laughs> biggest game, you got Oregon at Ohio State. No, Yeah, at Ohio State. The money line, they got Ohio State 14 and a half. Does Ohio State cover? Oh, I think they do. Uh, I think Oregon looked pretty bad last week. They fell in the AP poll from what? They went. They were at nine, they went to 12, something like that. Yeah. Um, Fresno State is one of the better G5 schools right now, but I, I think Oregon's quarterback situation is not good. Um, it is at Ohio State. It's a noon game. Uh, Oregon's on Pacific time. So I, I feel like Ohio State is going to is going to win this game. I think CJ Stroud is going to kind of settle in this game as well and 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 kind of come off of his second half of last week. So I think think uh, think Ohio State wins and they cover. And the most important facet of the game is Kayvon Thibodeau, future first round draft pick for Oregon, probably the best player in the country. One of the best players in the country. Yep was in a walking boot. Um, I haven't even heard anything about his status, whether he's playing or not playing. I don't know. But he can't be 100% healthy if he was in a walking boot. Didn't yeah. even finish the game last week. Got rolled up on by one by another lineman or something. Uh, that's something to keep your eye on. Even if the man suits up, he's going up against some big dogs over there, and he's not going to be 100%. I probably – I probably – Okay, Ohio State covers 14 and a half. Ohio yeah. State covers. Ohio State covers. I think, they have, I think they have to. You got Florida Gators going to play at South Florida. Uh, Florida is favored by 28 and a half points. I think I'm going to jump on that. I think. Uh, yep, me I, too. We was talking about, you know, once again. The big dogs going in-state to G5. Uh, obviously, South Florida plays in the NFL stadium. They play where the Bucks play. So it's probably going to be a shit ton of Gator fans in there, being of what kind of stadium it is. Um, I think Florida got that. I don't, I don't, think, yeah. it's just, I don't think it's cut from the same cloth yeah. as going to Charlotte to play at Duke or Virginia Tech going to play at ECU every other year. Uh, right. I, U.S. South Florida lost by like forty-five last week to uh to North Carolina. I mean, not North Carolina, NC State. So, uh, yeah, right. I think I and Florida is a much better team than NC State. So I think they're gonna they're gonna blow them out. Blow the asses, move out. Uh, Toledo on the road at Notre Dame. Notre Dame favored by seventeen points. I think that's low. <laughs> <laughs> There might be something I need to jump on my damn self. I just started gambling today. I made a FanDuel account. Um, <laughs> first time out, first time gambler. Oh, oh, serious. But um, even though I think Jack Cohn is mid, um, the, the talent is not close. Uh, I got Notre Dame covering that. What you got? Hmm. I'm gonna take Toledo to cover. Uh, only because Toledo is one of the best. Uh, Mac teams and uh, Toledo is very close to South Bend, Indiana. It's only about two hour drive. Um, 
and Notre Dame is coming off of a Sunday night game and they were kind of exposed. So maybe, uh, maybe Toledo sticks with them. You got Toledo, you got Toledo hanging tough. Okay. Okay. Got them hanging. We got UAB at Georgia. Georgia's a 24 and a half favorite. Um, I got Joe. I got Georgia covering it. Uh, I think I think Georgia rides the momentum. I think they put a hell of a lot more touchdowns up this week than they did last week. Yeah, and um, I think they get UAB out of there earlier. What you think? I'm thinking the same thing. I think their offense is going to probably come to life this week. Maybe see some more of JT Daniels and see what he can do. So, yep, I got I got Georgia covering. Open that thing right on up. Texas A&M on the road at Colorado at 3.30 on Fox. Texas A&M, 17-point favorites. What you got? Mm. I'm going to say Texas uh, – you know, I'm going to say Colorado covers this game. That's mm. a lot of points, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say they cover. Uh, they – they blew out Northern Colorado last week, but that's not, I mean, that's just Northern Colorado, but um, I do believe Colorado's quarterback is yeah. Colorado's quarterback. Oh, actually, never mind. Northern Colorado's quarterback was Dylan McCaffrey, uh, the former Michigan quarterback brother of uh, Christian McCaffrey. But um, I think, I think Texas, uh, I don't think they, I don't think they covered that many points after a big win last week. Yeah, I I think I'm agree with you. I think I think Colorado's gonna, you know, lose by the lose by 14 points. But yeah, 17 is a lot. Yeah, 17 is a lot. Now the battle of the Sahawk Trophy. I think that's what they call that shit. Number ten Iowa at number nine Iowa State. This is probably the biggest game in the history of that rivalry. Or maybe yeah, I'm just ignorant it is. And never gave it is. This is the only time that uh, that they played each other as both top tens, right? Because normally Iowa State, I mean traditionally Iowa State was a sorry team. Yeah, but obviously, you know, it's different now. You know, Iowa always ran that state, but lately Iowa State been big dog. Iowa State went to uh, New Year's Six Bowl. You know, they getting they getting mm-hmm. coverage. So number ten. At number nine in Ames, Iowa State, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to take Iowa State. And Iowa State played pretty bad against, I think, an FCS school last week. Uh, let them hang in and barely won. And Iowa played great against Indiana, who also was supposed to be good this year. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think Iowa State wakes up this game. Uh, this is kind of their Super Bowl as well, being – Iowa is usually better than them and it's a home game and it's their biggest season in program history. This is like the only time that Iowa state has ever walked into a season thinking that they're supposed to make the playoffs. So uh, I think Iowa state plays one of the best games and I think they cover. I got Iowa winning. This is, this is, this is what we like to call old money versus new money. Uh, New money Iowa State is on the cusp on the come up, but Iowa is grandfathered in. It's like going up. It's like going up against old money. I think. I think Iowa is a little bit more suited suited to handle this type of pressure. Iowa been in these trenches. Iowa played in big games. I was 
been around the block a couple of times. Iowa State still getting their toes wet yeah. in this big time environment. So I think Iowa State, I mean, Iowa on the road, it's going to be a crazy environment. Um, yeah, this is my, this is I like the I, game that I want to watch on Saturday. Out of all, out of all these games, I think this is the game that I'm most, most excited to watch. I think it'll be the most competitive. Right. That definitely. Um, but I, I got Iowa winning that game. We got App State. We talked about this a little bit earlier. We got App State at Miami. The last time App State played Miami, they got their ass cracked. Like <laughs> 21 to 15 or some crazy shit. Trinidad Brad, Brad Kaya, legend. Uh by Felicia's son. Whoop they ass. Uh I uh, Miami nine point favorites. It's Miami covering. I think so, easily. I think Miami wins by probably 25. Yeah, Miami beats the shit out of App State. And I, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier, that no matter what's going on with Miami, and they can lose to anybody if the culture is fucked up or the players aren't bought in and yep. all that other stuff, but when motivated, and nothing can motivate you like getting your ass bust. Against <laughs> Alabama, the way they did, yeah, they're gonna be looking to bounce back in a major way. Uh, Chase Bryce is App State's quarterback. I feel like Chase Bryce been in college playing for everybody. Um, I got Miami winning the game. De'Eric King is one of the best quarterbacks in college football. I'm not gonna let that game against uh Alabama deter me from that. I know the man can play. Yeah, it's just fuck. It's Bama. They do that shit to everybody. Yeah, and it was uh, more of a home game for Bama than anything else. I mean, it was in what, Mercedes Benz, and that's right. Like, that's like fucking six hours. Home. Yeah, it's like six hours from Miami, maybe even more, and as a drive, that's far. So, uh, I think I think Miami's gonna bounce back in a big way. I think Jared King's gonna have a good season either way. So, I think this is the game that they kind of start becoming a threat, and Miami's gonna be the game that Virginia Tech fans are gonna circle as like we have to win this game later on in the season. So definitely. And, and, and I think Miami going to circle us too. Yep. I agree. And depending, depending on how, and I, if we're having like a train wreck season then no, but if we have similar records, that could also be a nice little showdown going forward. It might be a coast might be coming down to the coastal. I think it will come down to the coastal. Georgia state at North Carolina. We talked about North Carolina early in the podcast. Uh, they're coming off of an embarrassing ass loss. Offense looked kind of like shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, North Carolina's 26 point favorites over Georgia State. What I got, you get? I got North Carolina 26 point favorites. I'd take North Carolina at like 35 still. Um, they just have too much. They have so much to play for, and I think their offense is going to come back. I think Josh Downs is going to have like 200 yards receiving. I got Georgia State. Uh, I don't think North Carolina covers this 26 points. They look so out of sorts. They look so out of rhythm. That's one of those losses and one of those offensive performances that kind of yeah, make you start tinkering and shit. You start being like, maybe we need to run more or run less. Right. I think they're going to come out and I think for a half, they're going to be trying to still figure out 
what they are as a team. They look like a team with no identity last week. Yeah, but at least they're at least they're a power five team. I mean, Georgia State lost by 33 against Army. They got beat 43 to 10 last week at home. And now they got to go on the road to a pissed off UNC. I hear that. What I'm saying is North Carolina is going to spend a half trying to figure out who they are. Whether they are air raid team, or air it out team, let Sam Howell just do everything, or are they a running team again? Right. And I think by the end of the game, they're going to win by – they're going to blow them out. They're going to win by three touchdowns. But that ain't the line. <laughs> that is 26. <laughs> So I, right, I don't, I don't think right. they I don't think they cover that. Uh, right. Utah Utah BYU that's a rivalry game. Uh, I don't know nothing about Utah or BYU. I'm gonna just say Utah because uh, Mike Brewer brother play at Utah. Yeah, I'm gonna say the same. What's the What's the line for that game? Uh, Utah is favored by seven. Yeah, I think Utah covers that as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna and, go ahead and take Utah. I don't really know nothing about either of them right now either. <laughs> and, and last but not least, before we get into the main event, Pac-12 after dark, Stanford at USC. USC is 17 point favorites. Keaton Slovis is uh one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Uh, Stanford ain't what they used to be. Obviously, who you got? You said 17-point favorites for USC? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm going to take USC on that. Uh, Stanford looked pretty terrible last week against a mediocre Kansas State, and they got blown out. So, uh, And this is at USC. I think USC is going to be good this year as well. So uh, I'm taking USC to cover. I'm taking USC. I think think USC is going to be looking to do Stanford dirty out there. I ain't going to hold you. Mm -hmm. I agree. Now, on to the main event of the evening, even though we played them at 2 o'clock. Virginia Tech, Middle Tennessee State. Hokies are uh, 20-point favorites. Uh, This is, to me, this will let me know if this team is really serious. If we get the fucking around, and this game is a game, in the third quarter, which means we're only up by, you know, 13 points or 10 points or something. I will hold to my seven wins, eight wins prediction. If this team goes out there and they hang 60 on these boys, I might get the line for real, for real, for real. Uh, Obviously, I think we both got Virginia Tech winning the game. I don't even think we got it. Yeah. I got them winning. What? It's just I don't. The, it's the points. Twenty is a lot of points, and the offense is a lot of points. We didn't exactly see the offense be extremely explosive last week. So I mean, obviously, Middle Tennessee is nowhere near the caliber of UNC. But I'm. I want to. I think I'm going to go ahead and take Virginia Tech uh, to cover. But I. I really think this is going to be the game that we're going to find out what Virginia Tech's offense is. Yes, because if we look conservative, like who are we had in the offense? We just played possibly, well, without a doubt, one of our you know biggest two opponents of the season. Mm-hmm. So 
there should be no reason to have the offense this week. I know, yeah, but we got West Virginia coming up. West Virginia know what we want to do. West Virginia know our shit. Like, I want to see, I want to see Tavion Robinson get in the end zone. I want to see Trey Turner get in the end zone. I want to see James Mitchell get in the end zone. I want to see Braxton Burmeister run two of them in. Yep. I want to, I want to see, I want to see 50 points. I want to see a defensive touchdown. Shit. I want it all. That's what I want to see. I want to see the backups playing by the middle of the third quarter. If yeah. I see those, if I see these they if I see these things, I'm ready to start lying. I'm ready to start <laughs> talking 10 wins. I'm ready to start talking 11 wins. I'm ready to start talking ACC championship. Because if anybody gonna get Clemson this year, it's gonna if anybody gonna get Clemson, it's gonna be this year. Yep. This is the most beatable Clemson is gonna be. And I'm not saying they beatable. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most beatable they're gonna appear to be for a yes. while. So if but, we go out here against this middle Tennessee state team and we beat the shit out of them, now I'm ready to like I'm already. You know, feeling good about the team, but I'm ready to start lying my ass off, <laughs> off some real lies. What you want to see this game? What you want to see? I want to see Virginia Tech cover that spread at halftime. I want to see Virginia Tech up 21-0 at half, um, and then in the second half, I want to see a, a lot of players that are in the second team. So I tweeted this out earlier, but I want to see uh, like Jaden Payout. I want to see uh, DJ Harvey play. I want to see Keyshawn Artis. Um, Jalen Jones. I want to see these younger guys get some snaps in the second half while we're up. I don't want to have to be playing our starters in the fourth quarter because we're not blowing them out. So that's kind of where yeah. I stand. I want I want to see the I second team. I want to see Keyshawn more. King get a carry. Yeah, like, even Mark uh, Marco Lee too. Yeah. I want to see some of those guys. So Marco Lee, I I want to see Keyshawn King touch the ball one time. Fuente, don't do this shit. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do. What you think you want to do? Don't do that. That's nasty. Like, yeah, he be fumbling and shit, but the lack of explosive playmakers scares me. We got big games coming up. Uh, we need to have explosive playmakers. Burmeister cannot be the only person with the ball that was okay. He can break a run. Uh, we need explosive playmakers with the ball. I love uh. Jalen Holston, but he's not an explosive playmaker with the ball in his hands. I think everybody know that. I ain't breaking no rules with that. <laughs> so that's what that's what I want to see. I want to see us beat the shit out of Middle Tennessee so I can start lying for real, for real. We are also familiar with their quarterback, Middle Tennessee quarterback, Bailey Hawkman. We've played him before. He another motherfucker like Chase Bryce that's been around the world and played for everybody. Um... <laughs> We played against him last year. I think he played for NC State last year. I think that was him. Uh, we know what bro got. Um, so are you, are you taking quick. are you taking VT minus twenty? I'm taking VT minus fifty. I, I, I mean <laughs> at all. Obviously, all right. I live in the state. I live in the state of Virginia. I can't bet on this game, but uh, I'm taking VT. Minus 20, minus 30, minus 40, minus 50. If I could bet on them, I would. But um, that's about it for Don V Fridays, man. We covered week one, week two. Uh, 
anything you got to say to the people before we sign off? Yeah, uh, you know, hopefully Virginia Tech can keep this moving forward. But uh, we got a lot of momentum going for the next couple of weeks if we can keep this up. And uh, hopefully we get a big win on Saturday and move that towards next week and so we can focus on uh, West Virginia because I think that's going to be a huge game as well. So let's keep it moving. Yeah, we want to keep the momentum. We want to keep the momentum moving. I want to I want to uh I want to shout out Virginia Tech fans. And I don't mean uh I just want to thank Virginia Tech fans that's been rocking with us, rocking with the podcast. Big facts. Uh, all the people that DM us and follow us and support us every week and you know, some people be like, bro, I be at work and I throw the podcast on. Y'all funny as hell. <laughs> uh, you know, I love the energy, all of that. Uh, y'all the reason why we keep doing it, man. Uh, I want to thank all my dudes over at TP3. All the support they give, uh, feedback, uh, criticism, all of that. Um, we got we got way, we got way more coming down the road. Um I want y'all to just be on the lookout for that. Yes, hopefully this continues to be a, a great season for Virginia Tech. I feel like we, I feel like it can be and it should be. So, right, because let me tell, let me explain something to you, motherfuckers. Let me explain something to you, motherfuckers. We gonna eat. We gonna be Fridays. We gonna eat regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so if they some shit, they hey, we on their ass. But if they great, positivity. Not even positivity. I don't even want to say positivity realism if they're yes, doing sir. good we're gonna say what they're doing it ain't positivity or negativity it's what the fuck they doing we the mirror That's all. <laughs> i don't want to get into all that yes, but sir. uh thank shout outs to the fans shout outs to everybody uh tapping in every week keeping us the number one virginia tech podcast listen the, the numbers might say one thing but the streets never lied to me you in yes, that's sir. it for davi fridays this week man god bless